This is the Better Than Before Betrayal Podcast, episode number 50, React versus Respond. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hello, welcome. Thanks for choosing to spend some time with me today. As always, I hope that you will find what I offer today to be helpful and hope-filled. Today, I want to talk about the difference between reacting and responding. Did you know that there's a difference? I know that these words are sometimes, often, used interchangeably. Webster's Dictionary even uses them interchangeably. Interesting. They are, in fact, different. And that's what I want to talk about today. If you already know the difference, keep listening. You might learn something new. Or maybe you won't learn anything new. But it'll just be a reminder. Or maybe you'll be prompted to recommit to something you already learned. Are you a reactor? Or a responder. Or both. Many of us are. We actually have the ability to choose whether we react or respond in every situation. Now, what's the difference? You may ask. Well, I'll explain. When something happens, we often react. Have you heard of a knee-jerk reaction? When a doctor taps the front of your relaxed knee, we have a reaction. Our leg reacts and it extends without our awareness or our effort. Sometimes we do this in daily situations. Sometimes something happens and we just react. And this can be a good thing at times. If a child runs out into the road or falls into a swimming pool, we jump to help. We may not even realize that we have a thought about the situation, which causes the feeling, which causes us to spring into action. This all happens so quickly that we call it a knee-jerk reaction. And this type of reaction is very helpful. In life-saving even. And in situations, many situations, reacting isn't so helpful. Like when your husband doesn't do something he said he would do. Or your child throws a tantrum. I was going to say grandchild because that's my phase of life. And yeah, it can be frustrating when your grandchild throws a tantrum, but sometimes it's kind of cute. Sorry. To the moms out there. <laughs> anyway, 
Or what happens when a coworker doesn't do the task that they were assigned? What is your reaction? Would you say you react or respond? Are you ever surprised at how you react or show up? Are you later embarrassed or sorry for how you reacted? Have you ever thought or said, that's just how I am. I'm a yeller. Or do you believe that you really don't have a choice? This is reacting. Reacting comes from emotional immaturity. It often comes from fear. It often goes against our core values. It isn't always how we want to show up. We may say that we weren't thinking. We may not even be aware enough to know to say we weren't thinking. Reacting doesn't consider the other's person's experience. It's selfish. We may claim that we are totally unaware of what happened because it happened so quickly. And I get it. And I don't really believe that it's true. And if it is true, all the more reason to do this work of gaining awareness. We are always in control of ourselves. You may give me some pushback on that. Our husbands would probably give some pushback on that when they're in their addictive behaviors. And if you've listened to me much, you'll know I don't subscribe to the addiction label. I believe that their behaviors are a choice habit and that they are always in control. To prove this point, consider the situation. Your husband's looking at porn and you walk into the room. What would he do? Keep looking or quickly shut the computer? I'm guessing he would be more likely to close the computer. A true addict would keep on looking. He wouldn't care who saw what he was doing. If he wasn't in control, he wouldn't be able to stop. There is a very strong pool that they don't, and they don't use their skills, and they may not have the skills to fight the urge to use porn. Sorry, I got on a little tangent there. Anyway, we're always in control. Very few people have given control away. Even an alcoholic or drug user can get away from the pull, the very strong pull of their body's addiction to their vice. So we react because we don't learn or don't use the skills of choosing to respond instead. So what's responding? Response comes from emotional maturity. It comes from calm choice. It is aligned with our core values. We pause and decide. Maybe we count to 10, take deep breaths. Responses consider other people's experience. And response comes from wisdom. 
So how do we go from reacting to responding? The key is that pause and decide piece. As I've been teaching you, there's always a space between a circumstance and our thought and our action. In this space, we have our agency. We have a thought or many thoughts, and we have a feeling, a different feeling with each thought. That is the space where you pause and decide. You get to decide what thought you want to focus on and what thought you want to hold on to. And that thought creates the feeling you have. And then you choose your action, your response. When you take the time to choose intentionally how you want to act, sorry, (laughs) you respond instead of react. Can you see the difference? Can you see the difference this can make in your relationships and in your life? Reacting and responding can look very different. And actually, sometimes reaction and response may look similar, but they feel different. In his Feeding the Starved Marriage program, Matt Townsend speaks of taking the high road. And I think this is just like choosing to react or respond. The low road is reacting. The high road is responding. Taking the high road means we pause and choose in each situation. We get to choose. In each situation, we can decide which road we take. We can take the low road by just plowing through, working from our lower brain, your lower thinking, claiming to not be thinking at all or claiming that's just the way I am. That's all reacting. It's much easier for our human brains to take the low road. They just do. Or we can stop. Like there's actually a stop sign in the road. We can pause. We can evaluate the conditions. Look both ways. High road or the low road. And show up how we want to. How we choose to. I think we want to take the high road. Most often. It takes work. It takes awareness, it takes conscious thinking, and it takes practice. And the first step is awareness. Interestingly, as I've been preparing for this episode, I've had some related things come up in my gospel study. I see a correlation. Maybe you do too. God is not reactive. He has already prepared for what is to come. We can have faith and we can trust in him. We are promised amazing protection. I believe that responding points towards being more Christ-like. Something to work toward, knowing that we won't get it perfect at all. And we can pray for the help we need in growing this skill. 
it will help us as we go forward in our lives. I read a few quotes that I thought we could use to strengthen our faith and trust as we choose to react or to respond to what life brings. Hopefully we're choosing to respond. So the first one is uh, David Butler. He said, whenever wickedness increases in the world, God provides compensatory blessings for his children. We don't need to be afraid in these last days. Instead, we can keep our eyes open and watch for God's power and miracles. So choose to be filled with faith and optimism today and hold on to your covenants. And Neil L. Anderson said, As evil increases in the world, there is a compensatory spiritual power for the righteous. Okay, I just want to pause right here. When I read the word righteous in my scriptures, I always replace it with repentant. And I might even could do an episode on this. In my opinion, I think whenever well, some people read righteous and automatically think, oh, that's not me. And if you do think, oh, that's me, <laughs> then that would be pride. And then if you have pride, you know, what that, not good. So anyway, I love the idea when I heard it because yes, we're commanded. We want to be righteous, but part of being righteous is repentant. That's how we be come righteous. We have to be repentant. So I'm going to start at the beginning. As evil increases in the world, there is a compensatory, compensatory, yeah, I said right, spiritual power for the righteous or repentant. As the world slides from its spiritual moorings, the Lord prepares the way for those who seek him, offering them greater assurance greater confirmation, and greater confidence in the spiritual direction they are traveling. The gift of the Holy Ghost becomes a brighter light in emerging twilight. And then President Nelson, our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, will perform some of his mightiest works between now and when he comes again. We will see miraculous indications that God, the Father, and His Son, Jesus Christ, preside over this church in majesty and glory. But in coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Do you think that the Holy Ghost can help us in our efforts to be a responder? I do. Do you want to be a responder? You probably are at many times. And maybe you want to increase this. Doesn't responding sound like a great skill to use as we face the future? I'll repeat what I said earlier. I believe that responding points toward being Christ-like. Something to work toward. We won't be perfect at it. And I believe we can pray for the help we need in growing this skill. It will help us as we go forward in our lives. 
I'm not going to give examples this week of responding and reacting. I want you to look at your past few days or week. Remember, no judgment, only compassion. When have you been a reactor? When have you been a responder? Can you see yourself showing up as both? Do you understand the difference? Hopefully I've explained it well enough. If I haven't, reach out to me and we can talk about it more. Also, today and for the next few few days or weeks, forever, if you choose, if you want to learn to be a responder, take the opportunity to stop and pause. Consider your options. Count to ten. Deep breaths in and out. And then make your choice. One response at a time. One choice at a time. See if using this skill makes your day, your week, your life better than before betrayal. Baby steps is how we make this happen. Thanks for listening today. I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you have questions about this or any topic that you'd like to understand more deeply, to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a time to chat with me. I'd love to answer questions for you. See you soon.